Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast. You're here because you're a high-achieving woman that wants it all. The success, wealth, time freedom, and genuine joy in your life. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I'm here to tell you, you can. You can have it all. But what is true wealth? It's not just money and achievements because success without happiness and fulfillment isn't success at all. Here, we're going to have conversations about creating a beautiful life alongside the success that you're striving for. If you want to create long-lasting success that's fully in alignment with the life you desire to live by working less, making more, and stepping into the version of yourself you've always wanted to be, then you're in the right place. Let's roll into today's episode. Okay, ladies, we're going to have a come to Jesus moment today in this episode. And I say come to Jesus moment because that's the saying. I don't use that in a very religious context, but that is what this episode is meant to be because I need you to be aware of what your money mentality is and what kinds of limiting beliefs are holding you back from creating the wealth, the money, the success that you desire. I need you to be aware because awareness is the first step. You cannot change what you are not aware of. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions in this episode to help you discover what your money mentality is. And then I'm going to talk about the four main categories of limiting beliefs that I have seen among career or entrepreneurial type Women. So I have done a lot of coaching and mentorship when it comes to money mindset with women in various industries, various careers that have various types of businesses. And these are the most common categories. These are the limiting beliefs that I see come up over and over and over again that are significantly holding women back. And I want to be very frank with you, if you are not where you desire to be, if you're not bringing in the wealth, the success, the money you desire to be, I guarantee part of the reason is because there is some sort of limiting belief, limiting identity, story, way of being with money that's holding you back. And that's nothing to be ashamed of because this happens at every single level. So the way money mindset works, money identity works, money stories work is that we become aware of the ones, the ways of being, the stories we're telling, the beliefs we have that are holding us back at our current level. We work through those and then we elevate to our next level. And then at our next level, all new ones pop up and we work through those and then we elevate to our next level and at the next level, new ones pop up and then we elevate to our next level after we work through those. So this is an ongoing process. It is going to go on forever (laughs) for your entire life, for your entire business. There's always going to be these limiting beliefs, limiting stories, limiting ways of being that pop up that we have to work through and that is just constant growth and evolution. So there's nothing to be ashamed of. 
We all have them. And perhaps you're like, well, I had them at this last level and I worked through them and I feel like I don't have any, but I feel like I have been stagnant at my current income level. If you are feeling like you have been stagnant or stuck at a particular level, there is something there that we have to uncover. So that is what the purpose of today's episode is. It's to help you become aware of where you are being held back and how you're being held back when it comes to money specifically. So let's dive into these questions. As I said, I'm going to start by asking you a series of questions to help you discover what your money mentality is. So question number one, what are your current beliefs around money? And to get more specific, what are your current beliefs around money in general? What are your current beliefs around money in your business? What are your current beliefs around money in your career? What are your current beliefs around your ability to create the kind of money that you desire to create? A lot of times we are unaware of what our beliefs are. They are so ingrained in us, especially if you've never done this work before. This might be the first time you've ever heard of money mentality, money mindset, money identity, money state of being, money energetics. These are terms that might be new to you. Or perhaps it's time to revisit this. So a lot of times we're not even aware because these things are so deeply ingrained in us. They are such a way of being. They are so habitual that they have become unconscious. So that's the first question I want you to sit with. And I highly recommend that you take your journal out and you sit and you think about these questions and you ponder these questions and you journal on these questions. You journal out your answers. So that's number one. Number two, how do you currently feel about money? Number three, what would you say is your primary energy when it comes to money currently? Number four, how do you feel about your, your ability to create the kind of money you desire? Meaning, do you feel like it is possible for you to create the kind of money and wealth and success that you desire? Or do you have stories around, well, women like me can't have that kind of success? Women who have experienced this can never make that kind of money. Because I grew up here, because I'm from here, because I had this happen to me, that's just not in the cards for me. So how do you feel about your ability to create the kind of money that you desire to create? Question number five, how does money make you feel? So this is actually a different question than question number two. Question number two was, how do you currently feel about money? Question number five is, how does money make you feel? Does money make you feel excited? Does it make you feel joyful? Does it make you feel abundant? Or does it make you feel stressed out? Does it make you feel anxious? Does it make you feel depressed? Does it make you feel 
lack? Does it make you feel like you're not enough? Like how does money make you feel currently? Question number six. What was your first money memory? And I have to credit this question to Chloe Daniels, who will be coming up on the podcast in a couple of episodes. I did a guest interview with her. She's known as Clobear Money Coach on Instagram. She asks this question, and I thought it was a brilliant question. What was your first money memory? Because I talked about this in the last episode, episode 132, I believe, that most of our money beliefs, our money stories, our money identity, our way of being with money are passed down from generation to generation, and they are learned from watching our parents, listening to our, our parents, from the experiences we have in childhood. So... Your first money memory can tell you a lot about your money beliefs and how you feel about money. And then finally, what phrases have you heard on repeat about money? So this could be phrases that you heard in your childhood over and over again about money. This could be phrases that you hear in society very often about money. This can be phrases that you tell yourself on a daily basis about money. These are things like money doesn't grow on trees. It's hard to make money. You have to work really hard to make money. Women who have a lot of money are bitches. Women who have a lot of money and are very successful never have great relationships. If you are successful women, you scare men away. Those types of phrases. What types of phrases have you heard on repeat about money and more specifically about women with money? So I will recap those seven questions in case you didn't get them. And what I want you to do is I want you to take some time to sit down and really, again, think about your answers to these questions and journal out your answers because this is going to give you a picture of what your money mentality or your money mindset is currently. So number one, what are your current beliefs around money in general, in business, in your career? Number two, how do you currently feel about money? Number three, what is your primary energy when it comes to money? Number four, how do you feel about your ability to create the kind of money you desire? Number five, how does money make you feel? Number six, what was your first money memory? And number seven, what phrases have you heard on repeat about money? So your money mindset, your money, and when I say money mindset, I mean your money thoughts, your money beliefs, your money stories, and then also your money identity and your state of being or your way of being with money greatly, greatly impact your ability to create and attract the money that you desire. And if you're wondering why or how this happens, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the episode I did on how to create lasting change. 
I talk about the hierarchy of change and how change is actually created and that change is actually created from the inside out. So at the very top level, we have the spirit, then identity, then mindset, which is basically your values and beliefs. Then it's your skills and knowledge. That's the next level. That's level four. Then it is your um, actions, habits, behaviors. That's level five. And then finally is your environment and results. And it's a trickle-down effect. So you start at the top and you create change at the very top level and then the next level and you work your way down. And that is how you create lasting change. So if we want to create lasting change with money, we have to tackle money from a spiritual level, an identity level, and a mindset level before we tackle anything else, before we tackle our uh, habits around money, before we tackle our skills and knowledge around money, before we tackle our environment with money. So we have to start at the very top. So your money mindset greatly greatly impacts your ability to create and attract the money you desire. Now, based on your answers, after you've had time to think about these answers and journal them out, or maybe even me just reading them through, you fired off a couple answers in your head and you have a general idea already, but based on your answers, I want you to ask yourself, or I want you to answer this question. Would you say your primary energy around money is one of lack or one of abundance and overflow? Would you say that you have a positive relationship with money? Or would you say that you have a relationship with money that has a lot of room for improvement? We're not going to say a negative relationship with money. We'll just say that you feel like in your relationship with money, because you are in a relationship with money, there is a lot of room for improvement. My guess is that the majority of you, your answer to the first question is that your primary energy around money is lack. And the answer I would guess for the majority of you for the second question is that there is room for improvement. Maybe there's a lot of room for improvement. Maybe there's a little bit of room for improvement. I would argue that there's always room for improvement. Even if you have a really positive relationship with money, it always can be better. You always can improve, right? So from my experience, from my coaching and mentorship that I have done in conversations with the women that I have worked with, what I have discovered is that most women are living in a constant state of lack when it comes to money. And this actually doesn't even have to correlate with the amount of money that you're making. You can easily feel lack even when you're making seven figures. And I know that can be mind-blowing. To think about, like, how can you feel lack if you are bringing in seven figures a year? How can you feel lack if you're bringing in multi-six figures a year? How can you feel lack if you're having consistent 10K plus months? It is possible. It is possible to feel lack no matter how much money you make. And that is why we want to address this because 
The biggest disappointment and a disappointment that a lot of women discover and feel is this realization that just generating the money they desire isn't going to create the feelings that they desire. So we use money to fill gaps. Let me repeat that. We use money to fill gaps. To fill, not to feel. We use money to fill gaps that we have internally, which means we believe money is going to give us something that we don't currently have. For example, I need to create this level of income or I need to create this level of success because when I do that, then I will feel good enough. Then people will like me. Then I will have proven to myself that I could do it. Then I will have respect. Then people will take me seriously, right? We're using money to try to fill an internal gap that we have, a hole that we have. And what so many women who have created the kind of money they truly desire find out is that money doesn't fill those gaps. That is an internal job. That is work that is independent of Money. We have to learn how to fill those gaps ourselves, independent of our external circumstances. And the catch-22 is that once we do that, once we learn how to fill those gaps, independent of our external circumstances, independent of the money that we make, we take the pressure off of money. We take the resistance off of money, and then we open ourselves up and we receive what we desire to receive. So that's a little bit of a tangent there. We're going to get more into that in future episodes in a really specific way that I know is going to just blow your mind. But I just wanted to kind of plant the seed for that. So the first thing we've done now is is we've discovered what our money mentality is. Hopefully you're getting a picture of what your money Your current money mentality is, your current money mindset is. The next thing, the second thing I wanted to do in this episode is I want to go through the four fundamental limiting beliefs that I see the majority of successful women or female entrepreneurs, female career women struggle with because I want you to identify what limiting beliefs you are struggling with. Again, first step is awareness. We have to first be aware. We can't change what we're not aware of. So hopefully in me walking you through these four basic limiting beliefs, you will be able to identify which ones have been holding you back. I will say there are way more limiting beliefs than these four. But these four are like the umbrella ones. (laughs) What I've seen is that a lot of the other limiting beliefs around money can kind of roll up under these four, okay? So number one, 
I have to work hard for money. That is limiting belief number one. I have to work hard for money. This has to do with doing, taking action. And this one leads to burnout. So this is correlating the amount of work that you do with the money you make. If I want to make more money, I've got to work more. If I want to make more money, I've got to work harder. Those two things are not necessarily correlated, you guys. We know that. We can see that in the world that we live in. There are people, there are women who work a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, and they do not make much money. There are women who work much less and make a whole heck of a lot more money. So the amount of work and the amount of money you make are not directly correlated. You don't necessarily have to work hard to make money. And I would argue that when you're actually following your human design, when you are fully in alignment with your design, making money is going to feel very easy. And that is the whole point of incorporating human design is that when we are working in alignment with our design, we create success with ease. It doesn't feel like work. It flows. Now, does that mean you can just sit around all day and do nothing and you'll make money? No, you guys know that. We all know we have to work. But the work I'm talking about is I have to work more. I have to do more. I have to take more action. I have to work harder. Or it could be that I know that I have to do more and I have to work harder, but I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time to work more. This is a big one, especially for moms. Like I don't, I'm juggling all of these things. I don't have more time. So I have to work harder to make more money. I have to work more. I have to take more action, but I don't have enough time. So I can't make more money. That is a big one. So I have to work hard for money. That is a really, really big limiting belief. Number two, and I've alluded to this one in previous episodes, more money equals more responsibility. And the question is, do I want to handle it? And can I handle it? So this is actually a fear of success in disguise. So I had this limiting belief. So for me, more money equaled more responsibility. And that was scary because I believed that more responsibility equaled less freedom, equaled less presence with my kids, equaled less time. And I wasn't willing to give those things up. Now, more money equals more responsibility could mean something else for you. You could have a fear or a limiting belief around your ability to manage it. More money equals more responsibility. I have more responsibility to handle the money, to hold the money, to manage the money, and I don't feel like I am good at managing money. 
My past experiences have shown me that I blow money, that I spend money, that when money comes in, it immediately goes out, right? So those are all limiting beliefs that fall up under this one. This one can show up in so many different ways. But so many women have this fear around creating more money because it equals more responsibility and they tie more responsibility to something negative or because they don't believe they can handle it. They don't believe they can handle that level of success because we start asking ourselves these questions. A great example of this one is something that just recently happened to me. I had a person reach out to me about having someone that I know on my podcast to do a guest interview. And when I saw this email, it was from a media company that represents this person. I was like, oh my gosh, like how incredible would it be to have this person on my podcast and to get the opportunity to interview this individual. But then immediately after that, Limiting beliefs started popping up. What am I going to talk to this person about? Am I at that level where I can have a really great conversation with her? She is so far above and beyond where I am at. Am I capable of doing this, right? Like all of these limiting beliefs started coming up about my ability to show up. And that was something that I had to work through. I journaled through all of this because I realized, wow, this is something that could really hold me back. I have this potential amazing opportunity. And if I don't believe I'm capable of showing up in the way that I want to show up for this, it's never going to happen. So that is number two. Number three. Oh, and this one just, this is so common. It happens so often is I've never created that amount of money before. So I'll fail at doing it now. Or I failed in the past, so I'm going to fail again in the future. Or it hasn't happened yet, so it's not going to happen. Because if it was going to happen, it would have happened already. How many of you have thought that before? well, I haven't done it yet, so that means it's not going to happen in the future. Like, what? I really want you guys to think about this because I have heard this one so many times. I have said this one myself, but when you actually think about it, it is so ridiculous. I haven't done it yet. It hasn't happened yet, so it's not going to happen in the future. Nothing ever happens until it has happened, right? Like any new thing hasn't happened until it's happened. The past does not dictate future results. Just because something hasn't happened in the past does not mean it can't happen in the future. And yet we say this all the time. Specifically, it hasn't happened yet, so it's not going to happen because if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. Says who? I really mean that. Like, right. Like, says who? Says you? Like, it should have happened by now. Well, it hasn't happened yet because it's not meant to have happened yet. (laughs) And I know that's like 
frustrating to hear. I get frustrated with that too. I'm like, grr, right? Like I just want it to happen now. Like why hasn't it happened yet? But just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it can't happen in the future. And yet we let this hold us back. So that is number three. And then number four. And this one, this one is another really big one that I have heard so many times, you guys. Is it wrong of me to want more money? Shouldn't I just be grateful for what I have? It's this idea that if we want more, we are somehow not grateful for what we've already created. We're greedy. We're selfish. Who am I to have this kind of money when there are so many people in this world who have nothing? Who am I? This goes back to well-resourced women change the world. Who are you not? And I know maybe that is the wrong phrase, but like, why not you? Do you think having less money, you having less money, somehow means that all those people are going to get more? No, that's not how this works. You having less money does no good for anybody. And it is not wrong of you to want more. The universe itself is always expanding. We are part of that universe. We are made up of all of the same things that everything else in this universe is made up of. We are energy. At the molecular level, we are energy. The universe is energy. The universe is always expanding. We are always expanding. We are meant to grow and evolve throughout our lifetime, which means we are meant for more. We are always meant for more. So it is not wrong to want more. We get in trouble when we want more from a place of lack, which is often the place we do exist and want more from. And so we get to work on that. We get to heal that. We get to talk about that because we want more from a place of pure desire, from a place of overflow, from a place of gratitude, from a place of abundance, not from a place of need or lack. But on a fundamental level, it is not wrong to want more. It does not make you greedy. It does not make you selfish. It does not make you a bad person. It does not make you ungrateful. You can feel immense gratitude for where you are at and still want more because you're a growing, evolving human being. And this is largely correlated with your human design as well. There are certain design types that are meant to pave the way, that are meant for more, that are meant to quantum leap, that are meant to run circles around others. It's just the way that they're designed. So I'm going to recap these four big categories of limiting beliefs. And like I said, there are many, many, many 
subsequent or smaller limiting beliefs that would fall under these categories. But from my coaching and my mentorship, these are the four that I have noticed the most. Number one, I have to work hard for money. If I want to make more money, I have to work harder. I have to take more action. I have to do more. Number two, more money equals more responsibility, and more responsibility equals a negative thing. Or can I handle that responsibility? Can I handle that level of success? Number three, it hasn't happened yet, or it hasn't happened in the past, which means it's not going to happen in the future, because if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. And number four, is it wrong of me to want more money if I want more than I'm selfish, than I'm greedy, than I'm ungrateful, so I should just be happy with what I have and I should never want more because there are people out there with way less than what I have. So those are the big four limiting beliefs. And like I said, I, yeah, I actually even wrote down, I have six other ones that I wrote down, but they will, they roll up under these ones. Now I want you to think about which of these four pertain to me the most. Is it just one? Is there one that you're like, yep, that's me. Is it two? Is it three? Is it four? Is it all four? This is where we establish our baseline. And again, there is no shame here. This happens at every level. I have created six figures, a six-figure income the last two years. And at the beginning of this year, I realized that limiting belief number two was something that was seriously holding me back from creating my next level of success. So it's possible that at your previous level, you did not have this limiting belief. But now that you've elevated to going after the next level, you have a new limiting belief that pops up that is completely possible. So again, the whole point of this episode is your come to Jesus moment to create awareness, to give you a baseline, to help you understand where you're currently at. Where is your money mindset currently? Where, what is your money mentality? Is it one of lack or is it one of overflow and abundance? And what are the limiting beliefs that are holding you back? Because if we don't know these or if we're unwilling to acknowledge these, it's going to be really, really hard to create change. And what I see most women do is they do not do this work. And they just throw action at the problem, which is I must not be doing something right. I must not be doing enough. So I'm just going to do more. I've got to take more action. I've got to do more. I've got to work harder. I'm missing the right strategy. I'm missing something. And so I just have to throw action at it. That usually is not the case, you guys. And that might be a hard pill to swallow because it's 
easy to throw more action at something. It's a lot easier actually to just say, I just need to do more. I just need to learn this thing. I just need to do more. I just need to take more action. And then that's the only thing that's holding me back. That's actually easier than diving into this deeper mindset and identity work. Because this has to do with who we are at the core. And that can be a scary thing to look at sometimes. But I hope this episode revealed some things to you. I hope it allowed you to gain some insight on where you are currently so that we can take the next steps forward. I'm so excited for where we are headed. I think I'm going to say that at the end of, I said I might have said it at the end of the last episode. I'm saying it at the end of this episode. I'm going to say it at the end of the next episode. But the way that we are going to tackle this, the way that all of this is going to come together is just going to be so unique and different and powerful and transformative and I cannot wait. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope that you got a lot out of this. I would love to hear from you. Head on over to Instagram or Telegram. Let me know. Let me know. Send me a message and tell me what your current money mentality is and which of the four categories of limiting beliefs you resonated with the most currently. I would love to hear that from you. So head on over to either of those places and tell me that. And then make sure to come back for our next episode because we're going to introduce a new topic that's going to be very important (laughs) and is going to be integrated into many of the upcoming episodes. So I cannot wait to share that with you and I will talk to you at our next episode. Bye. Okay, you wealthy woman, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, share this with your friends, and leave me a review. Leaving a review is so simple, but I didn't know how to do it at the beginning either, so I'm going to walk you through it. All you have to do is whatever app you're listening to this podcast on, find this show, The Wealthy Woman, scroll down, you'll see stars, and with those stars, you can leave me a rating and review. I'd love you so much for taking the time to do this. In all honesty, the reviews are what help the podcast get into the hands of other women desiring to create true wealth and manifest their dream lives. Okay, I'll let you get back to your day. See you next time.